Hey, landlords, are you ready to level up your rental game and simplify your life? Well, get ready to meet your new best friend, KeyCheck. KeyCheck is your all-in-one solution for stress-free property management with tenant-paid screenings, rent payment processing, online lease creation with eSign, and a suite of incredible landlord tools. You'll wonder how you ever lived without it. No more chasing down checks or sifting through piles of applications. KeyCheck helps you organize and manage all things landlording in a simple and efficient way. So if you're tired of the rental chaos and crave seamless, efficient management, head over to KeyCheck.com and sign up today. Make landlord life a breeze with KeyCheck, the game changer for modern property owners. Welcome to Landlord Diaries, where we talk about midterm rentals and the opportunities behind them. We'll share landlord stories, talk about maximizing investment potential, and discuss how to live the very best landlord life. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Furnished Finder, the place for everything midterm rentals. Remember to like and subscribe if you enjoy our content. Hi, guys. It's Kelly Bailey, your podcast host um, and property owner in the Austin, Texas area, all the way from North Austin up to Temple, Texas. Glad to be here with you today. And hey, I am Katie. I also own a few properties, but I am up near Denver, Colorado. Also working as a part of the Furnished Finder team. So just want to welcome everyone to the podcast. Today we get to speak with Jesse. Jesse is such a pleasure to talk to. He, man, the amount of knowledge that is within Jesse and experience, you can just tell like this guy is loaded with valuable information for property owners. Um, like this is a must, a must listen to episode. He's such a great resource. And um as a reminder to everyone as well, we are brought to you by Furnished Finder, the leader in midterm midterm furnished rentals. So please visit our website. And um, if you're a traveler looking for a property, you can find one. If you're a property owner looking to list one, we have a very straightforward process there. Well, let's welcome our special guest, Jesse Vasquez, who is the founder of Air Venture Hosting Company, a comprehensive solution to all your short-term rental property management and hosting needs. Air Venture offers start-to-finish buying to help investors locate the best high-yield property anywhere in the U.S. Using up-to-date data analytics. Uh, Jesse also hosts a masterclass training to teach landlords how to maximize midterm rental contracts for the medical rental market. Uh, He has 11 personal rentals and manages over 30 throughout the U.S. So if you want more details, go to airventurehosting.com. Welcome, Jesse. How are you today? Katie, Kelly, two Ks. I am good today. How are you guys? I'm I'm excited to be on here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. Let's jump into our first question. Um, Why don't you tell us what inspired you to start AirVenture? Yeah. So AirVenture, I own multiple properties, as you guys know already. um, And I got into the midterm rental space first before I got into Airbnb in the short-term rental space. Um, I've been managing my own properties for quite some time. And I would always have a lot of friends who would come up to me and be like, hey, how are you, you know, making X amount of money doing this? How are you being able to build a life or, you know, a, a secondary business outside of your, I had a nine to five at one point. Right. Um, so I had a lot of people asking me, how do you do that? And that's when I finally decided in uh, 2020 during COVID, I should start my own hosting company because I'm already doing that now with my properties. I have a team in place um, and I'm not really involved in the day to day operations anymore. I have, like I said, a back end team handling and stuff and why not? create something um during COVID I was at home working most of the time anyway so mm-hmm. that's how AirVenture formed is just the idea of hosting other people's properties people asking me how do I get involved in this and that's how it snowballed yeah and I'm pretty sure on your website you give some credit to your parents as well am I yes. am I remembering that correctly Absolutely. Yeah. I grew up with a, I grew up in a very Catholic household. Uh, my family was um, in the real estate. Um, unfortunately with, for my family, they were very, uh, they gave a lot of leeway to their land, their, to their tenants. 
Um, as a child, I remember sitting in the back seat of my parents' car on our way to the courthouse many times, staring out the window and sitting in the back of a court courthouse while they were in, um, you know, court basically talking to the judge about potentially kicking people out of their properties. And my dad always told me, like, if you get into real estate, find a way to have somebody pay for your property up front. Um, and what better way to do that than through Furnish Finder, Airbnb. So um, unfortunately, I unfortunately, I learned kind of the hard way that real estate has its ugly sides to it. But also there's we're in the new age of technology and how people house and how they're how they're living and how, you know, remote travelers are around. Mm -hmm. And there's a really great way to build a profitable business through Furnish Finder and other various platforms. So that's what I adapted to, um, you know, in 2015. Awesome. I think that's, I started all this. that's really interesting that you mentioned that, you know, the ugly side or the difficult side, because I think that scares a lot of people away from real estate investing, property ownership, um, all of that. A, you know, a lot of people get thrown off with initial initial capital investment and just the ugly side, right? Um, a lot of people mm -hmm. I've talked to about the potential of real estate say, well, what about tenants and what about evictions and what about property damage and there definitely is a side to that. So we'll, we'll get into that later, but I think that's really interesting yeah. that you um, brought that up because it's, it's something that I feel like a lot of people who are successful sometimes, you know, brush under the rug and it, it's important to remember. So, um, well, one thing I noticed about you is it's, it's clear that you have built this powerhouse business. Um, and it's amazing to see that you've built it more or less from the ground up, right? Like that is, it's, it's so cool to see people that are really um, making thing making these things happen. Um, so it's clear that, you know, you have your rentals, you have your property management, you've got your training classes and your, your podcast. So mm -hmm. uh, like you alluded to, that comes with a big team. So can you tell right. us a little bit about who is on your team and like how you grew that um, to what it is now? Yeah, the, that's a good question, Katie. Thanks for asking that. And yeah, you're right. The ugly side of, of real estate is real and it's something to not forget, but uh, right. it's there and it happens. So yeah, I, I started off by myself. So I had a nine to five job. I worked in healthcare. We'll dive into that here in a minute. But um, I started myself uh, doing this and then I finally realized I had cleaning crews that I worked with that I hired myself onto my team. I W2'd them myself. Um, so I kind of have like a cleaning business too, even though it's not really a cleaning business. Um, but I started having uh, one cleaner in particular, um, her name is Mel. She was really pushing, asking me to do more. And, and at that point, I finally decided to bring her on as like kind of my assistant um, to help me out. Um, so she kind of molded into a secondary person that helps me answer guest inquiries, uh, furniture finder inquiries, things like that. Um, so that morphed into hiring another assistant and then also a virtual assistant. Um, so now I have a cleaning crew of just in the Central Valley alone, probably about 10 people, um, 11 actually. And um, I have a couple assistants, somebody that handles the quality assurance of the properties, and I have people that answer uh, messages. So right now my team is probably a total of about 12 or 13 people. Um, including the cleaning crews and all that stuff. So it's morphed into being myself, you know, working, answering questions in between the day to now only spending a couple hours a week actually in the business or on the business um, and being able to focus on the things that I'm only uniquely qualified to do. And I think that a lot of times right. business owners and investors, um, we tend to work in the business for a long time and not realize how to take us out of the, out of, out of the business. Uh, there's a great book by Tim Ferriss called The 4-Hour Workweek. And that book, when I read it back in 2020, I think it was 2018, really kind of defined and changed the way I looked at my business and how I started operating. Um, so now, like I said, I really don't spend too much time in the day-to-day -day operational stuff, but I spend more time on the things that I'm only uniquely qualified to do and everything mm -hmm. off. Everything else, I just delegate off. Hmm, right. And are all your properties located together? Yeah, most of them are. So I have Turlock, Modesto, which is, you know, like a 10, 15 mile radius. Um, then I have Lodi, which is not too far away. Um, and then right now I'm actually acquiring a couple pl uh, properties in Stockton. So which is another probably 30 miles. So I'm kind of just hanging in the Central Valley. Right. Um, but we property manage other spaces in the Airbnb world, not for midterm rentals. Like, you know, this it's a completely different animal. Um, but those are all over the place in the Texas, in Santa Maria, Pismo Beach, uh, Santa Cruz, San Francisco, um, kind of all over the place. Okay. So, um, yeah, so I, I do both, both midterm and the short term side. Right. 
Awesome. So I am especially intrigued about your master class. Uh, and your <laughs> website says your master class uh, that you have 17 years of experience and a proven track record in helping build multi-million dollar sales organizations. Uh, and then you also uh, say that the masterclass is directly related to the medical industry uh, and personally a furnished finder as well. So let's dive in and, and why don't you give us an overview of what your masterclass covers without giving away all the secrets. <laughs> no, I'll give, I give all the secrets away. I have no problem Great. doing that at all. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's, it's the concept is, so I've been in, I was talking to Katie about this a second ago. I've been in business and marketing for probably about 17 years now. Um, went to school for that. That's what I, I majored in. And my idea of growing a business um, and my job before in healthcare was to help grow um, hospital markets. Uh, I worked in the home health industry, so I was able to connect with agencies and hospitals get business for patients that were discharging to go home. So I talked to, um, you know, caseworkers, case managers, social workers. That was my job. Um, and I started building other sales reps to, you know, because these little companies I worked for were small. And by the time I left, you know, left agencies were multi-million dollar agencies. Um, I would create these teams, build, uh, you know, go and how to network, how to market, how to, um, in sales, obviously a sales is, is a huge part of that. So I was able to start with one person, bring two, bring three, and then we'd grow into these large agencies. And this just didn't just happen one time. This happened many times. So with the master class, it's kind of like I was doing exactly what I was doing in my nine to five. I was bringing people on, teaching them how I operated things. And uh, Katie and Kelly, I do things different with Furnish Finder. Most people typically go on Furnish Finder to find a um, clinician to come stay at their property. I, mm -hmm. I do things in the opposite way. I go after... I, I obviously talk to clinicians, but I data mine, I grab information from them, I find out who the recruiters are, and I do things on a totally different standpoint, more of on a business um, business to business relationship. So okay. I reach out to recruiters, I connect with recruiters, I talk to the um, the housing specialists in these agencies, and I create contracts so that I will always get their referrals when they're coming into my market. Nice. Um, so yeah, so like Doctors Medical Center, Emanuel Medical Center, Memorial, those are you know three big hospitals in my market, level two hospitals. Um, and I have connections with those hospitals already because I was already in there. But not only that, but I was able to get a contract from each hospital and then also other, um, you know, insur not insurance companies, but the, you know, the companies that are sending, you know, travel medical professionals here. So, again, I don't like necessarily look for the guests coming in. I, I try to get information from them. If there's, they happen to want to stay, great. But for me, it's more of grabbing the information, finding the recruiter and going to the actual source. Um, so is, give us a little preview of what that looks like for an average person that never sets foot in a hospital and maybe they prefer not to go to the doctor even. So if they if they want to, uh, you know, connect with the recruiter or a housing specialist uh, through your masterclass, what's kind of a little idea of how you would teach them to do that? Yeah. Yeah. So I teach them, I give them scripts on what to say, how to communicate. Most of these people to uh, Kelly and Katie. Most people don't have sales backgrounds, or maybe they do, and it's just very small. But what I teach them to do is how to grab information, how to specifically talk in a persuasive selling format where you're not overly selling something to somebody, right? Because nobody likes like a car salesman, and I apologize to right. every car salesman that's listening to this. <laughs> but those hard sales are, it turns people off, and it's just, it's right. just a progressive way that how people are. Um, so I teach people how to kind of um, get around that, but also ask for information. I talk about how to creatively connect with people through LinkedIn. Um, LinkedIn is a, if you gave me a recruiter's name right now and I called that recruiter and they couldn't answer, guess what? I have a back end way through a professional platform like LinkedIn where I can actually reach out to them and say, Hey, Katie, uh, I am a specialist in this specific market. This is what I do. This is how I operate. These are the mm -hmm. properties we have right now. This is the agencies I work with. I would love to be a part of, of your network. How do I become a preferred provider? Something just like that. Um, so I'm able to grow that business, uh, you know, on a business to business level, as opposed to, you know, just, just a, a traditional nurse looking for space. Great. I think what's important to know that at least it seems to me that, that you you're doing and you do well is always looking for ways to provide value. Right. Um, you know, when you, when you're connecting with the, with these recruiters, um, and forming these partnerships, it's, it's mutually beneficial and anyone who's 
in the housing space or in the real estate space, like all of these spaces connected, like we all have things that we can offer each other that are mutually beneficial. And when we find those things, that's where these really strong partnerships can be formed. And, you know, you've got a relationship that will last a long time and then you're not going back to the drawing board every time. So, um, yeah, I think that's a really, a really interesting approach. And, um, a, a great way to form those relationships and kind of, like I said, like those, those processes that, that really work for everyone. So, um, yeah. I haven't, I haven't heard of anyone doing it that way yet. And I, I applaud your creativity and, and the strategy there because anytime we can make anything easier for people, it's a home run, right? Yeah. And Katie, you're absolutely right. And that's, that's the business and marketing side of you talking right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's if the, the recruiters, for those of you listening right now, recruiters get paid on the placement of a travel nurse to whatever, whatever spot they're going to anywhere in the U S and they actually get a portion of the salary of that medical professional and everyone, every, all of them diff, are different. So what you just said, Katie, is I'm able to make their jobs easier. And anytime you're able to make somebody's job easier, they're going to want to use you more and more. Yep. And if you don't provide value for somebody, there's never a way to build a, a sustainable business. And you know, there's not, you know, the more people that you can help, the, the stronger your business is. And right. you talked about relationships a second ago, Katie, your network is your net worth. The, the more people that you connect with, that you're able to create a sustainable relationship with and actually teach them or help them be easier at their jobs, like that's going to yep. bring more income for you. It's going to be able to build more sustainability for your business. Um, so yeah, those are total key factors when you're building something. You have to think about that first kind of reverse engineer what you're doing. It's not about you. It's about helping the other people. Once you right. do that, then you'll have, you know, everything else will follow. Awesome. Yep. Um, so for our landlords, such, so, uh, sometimes I talk about myself, sometimes I don't. Well, just a reminder, I am a host in the Austin, Texas area, uh, and have four properties. Uh, we do have quite a few hospitals around us. Um, so how would you advise someone that just has maybe one property or a handful of properties? Is it worth, uh, worth it for them to work directly with uh, recruiters um, and hospitals, uh, like you're saying, or do you really need a certain number of properties to really add that value for them? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Today's episode is proudly sponsored by Furnished Finder, the ultimate platform for hassle-free midterm rentals. Whether you're a seasoned landlord or just getting started, Furnished Finder is the place for you. With Furnished Finder, you can say goodbye to booking fees and hello to direct bookings for 30 day plus days. It's a win-win for everyone involved. So if you're ready to experience the joys of midterm renting and take a load off your landlord shoulders, head over to FurnishedFinder.com today. We make it easy to get started. We're grateful to Furnished Finder for sponsoring this episode and we're sure you'll love what they have in store for you. No, I don't think you really need, we have some students in my class, uh, Kelly, that don't even have a property yet. And they're already connect, connecting with, um, you know, the recruiters. So they're building their business, they're building their CRM of who they have. And eventually when they pick one up, they're in the process of doing that. They have everything already laid out for who they need mm -hmm. to talk to. Mm -hmm. They can start those relationships. Um, so yeah, I mean, you, you could do it now with a property it could be one, it could be 10. It really, it really doesn't matter. But the thing with recruiting is it's, you have to stay consistent with it, you know, mm -hmm. and those of you, Katie, you're in sales. So, you know, it's, um, we make money in this business and not by the hello, but hello, the hello again. So it's consistently follow through. It's touching base with the agencies again. They're busy. They got stuff going on. So that consistency and that follow through that you have, that's what's going to help you build your, your business. So whether that's one property or 10 or 20, it, it doesn't matter. Right. So it takes work. It takes time. So speaking of that, tell us a little bit more about, the value as a property owner investor that you get from having these relationships with agencies versus, uh, you know, maybe signing leases on a one-on-one -on -one basis, particularly like Kelly said, if you only have a small number of properties. Um, so, so obviously there's the benefit that, um, you know, you've got the consistent relationship, right. And you're going to have some probably more consistent, um, tenants, but, what other benefits have you found 
Um, since like you said, it, it is a good amount of work and you've got to put in the legwork to get those relationships to maintain those relationships versus finding tenants on a one-on-one basis. Yeah, that's a good question. So Furnish Finder, I had, uh, through LinkedIn, I was able to connect with Brian Payne and had him actually on my, on my, on my, uh, podcast, um, which is called the big break show uh, for those of you listening right now. Um, and Brian brought up, a, brought something up that Furnish Finder is a budget. It's like a budget place where nurses can go try to find a specific right. place for, for, for a budget rental. Um, the way I do things is I like to have larger properties to house like the millennials that are traveling, groups that are coming, uh, families that are coming with their kids. Because that's uh, that's happens all the time. Um, so with when I connect with agencies and recruiters, I can actually get paid more on that. end. Um, so just to give you an example, in Modesto right now, we're getting five to six K a month uh, with a contract. So that's how much the agencies are actually paying us directly. Mm. Five to six K for a two bedroom. Now, if I was to rent that just traditionally on a furniture finder, I'd probably only get about thirty five hundred, three thousand okay. from a nurse. And a lot of times the nurses have a stipend that they don't want to really go over too much on. Right. Um, so and every everything's different. And for those of you listening to this now, um, and if you and I were in the same situation, we would haggle for a price. That's what happens when you when you rent your own furniture finder. And that's why I, I like to go the contracting route because I know exactly how much I'm gonna get no matter what, because that contract's laid out. Those relationships are set. I'm continuing to connect with the recruiters. Um, so once we get that contract together, it's already set in stone. I'm going to get five to six K no matter what per, you know, if it's one nurse or five nurses, it doesn't matter. That's what our contract is. So how are you yeah. using Furnished Finder then? Like how, how does the platform fit in to your strategy there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I get direct bookings too. And right now, you guys, Furnish Finder is not just for nurses anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it's used to be, right? It, absolutely it really, not. It's changing. Um, and it's structuring itself in a way where I have insurance companies that are reaching out to me. So I can connect and build relationships that way. There's business travelers that are coming in that way. There's people that have sold their properties that are looking to, you know, as their property selling, they're still looking for something else. So they'll, they'll you know, move a family into your space um, right. and live there for a month until they, until they find something else. So I use the Furnish Finder now to data mine information. So I talk to clinicians that are coming into the market. Uh, I found out who their recruiters are, what their you know what their their issues are in this market if they're having problems finding a place. And honestly, Katie and Kelly, nine out of ten of those uh, travelers coming in are either a in a place that they don't like, uh, they're in a hotel that they don't want to be at anymore, or they haven't even been able to find anything. And I think that you're not going to understand your market until you start actually connecting with the boots on the ground, especially if you right. don't understand the healthcare system mm-hmm. and how many properties there are um, in your market. You're not going to be able to understand what's actually really, truly happening in my market right now. We're an underserved um, community. We have too many patients for the amount of clinicians there are. Every year, we only have 30 uh, brand new graduates that are RNs. And I talked to the Stanislaus State University. Only about 30% of those actually stay in the Central Valley and when they are leaving, when they're done with school. So that gives you perspective. We're already in a shortage with nurses here in California um, and especially here in the Central Valley. So we're always, we've always had, you know, travelers coming into this market. Back in 2015, when I was working in healthcare, we, that's how I found this, how I found out about this field as working through healthcare. And we can dive into that if you want to, but yeah, it's, it's a whole other animal and it's not a, this is not a post-pandemic story either. This was like something that was happening before COVID even hit. Right. Mm-hmm. In my market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that that's interesting that like Furnish Finder has given you the platform and the avenues to make those connections and really learn more about all these different areas and these different roles that you that people are playing. Because you're absolutely right. We are finding more and more that it's not just medical professionals, right? I mean, by by no means. It's there's so many needs that property owners can serve. Oh, totally. So many. And we can't even we can't fathom that until you get on there and you start talking to the people that are on there. And right. again, going back to networking, how I was mentioning earlier, it's so important to um, I'm an introvert by nature, so it's hard for me to talk to people sometimes. Um, but you have to be able to do that, especially if it's somebody you don't know, right. even if it's a nurse coming in the market, just understanding what's happening in your market. And they're new to this area, too. They're trying to find a place. They're trying to, you know, you got to think about what they're they're going through, trying to find, find a space, but find out what's actually happening in your market. I think that's right. going to really uh, allow you to, to transform your business and to adapt because um, that's what makes business successful. You know, 2020 hit with COVID, a bunch of short-term rental people lost their businesses. 
What if they would have pivoted into the midterm space and hosted mm -hmm. travel nurses? Those companies would still be around. So yep. um, you have to have multiple exit strategies when you're getting into real estate. And you have to think about that from the very beginning. And this is an exit strategy for me, midterm rentals. I mean, it really is. Yep. Awesome. So I did some extra deep diving uh, for our audience. I <laughs> I got had the privilege of listening to quite a few episodes of the Big Break Show uh, and Jesse's <laughs> co-host Rafa. There's one really cool episode where Rafa interviews Jesse uh, on Air Venture, and so I have a little bit uh, more uh, behind the scenes than we what we've talked about today. And so one thing I wanted to follow up on from that episode and Jesse, do you recall what episode number that is if not episode 13 13 okay so if you want to mm -hmm. listen to it, it's episode 13 well one of the things that uh y'all talked about was that you set each of your rentals up uh for medical travelers as all-inclusive one-stop shop for traveling uh professionals. And that includes the housing, mm -hmm. that includes the transportation from the airport, a vehicle for work. So tell us more about how you decided to take that route. Uh, and then also, um, what does that contract look like since you're adding a vehicle to the mix? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Kelly, I'm, brought, I'm glad you brought that up. So as I started talking to recruiters and again, talking to the travelers coming in the market, just to rent an eco-friendly car in California right now, and this is just like a, you know, a very small, like a Mazda, I don't even know what, Miata or something mm -hmm. like that, like a small vehicle. Um, it's over $2,500 a month to rent a car like that. Mm -hmm. uh, so I started realizing that um, per diem pay was going to these travelers that were coming, that they weren't driving, they were flying into like SFO getting an Uber into Modesto, which is about an hour away, and then renting a car for $2,500 a month. Oh. Um, at that time, I, that's, that's a lot. So imagine right. housing, which is, you know, 2500 bucks plus a car that's 2500 bucks. That's 5K a month they're already paying mm -hmm. to, to have that. So um, I looked at it as in how do I best serve the clinicians coming in? How do I talk to these recruiters where they're going to realize that I'm a legitimate business, that I'm this is what I do? And not only that, but anybody that is successful in business, they have a synergy within their business. There's always a part that kind of connects with each other. Um, so for me, that was uh, the idea came about where I'm like, I should have a car that a guest can can rent. So they, they literally get an Uber to my house. They, you know, they type the keypad in, they come in and in the garage, there's going to be keys on the mm -hmm. counter and they can just hop in the car and use that car. Awesome. Um, so I connected through Turo. There's an app called Turo, T-U-R-O. Those are listening. Um, and you can actually... It's a platform exactly like Airbnb, but for cars. So right, I just attached correct. the car rental to the property and they were able to get, you know, like a one-stop shop where they, the recruiter would have a clinician coming in. They would just give them all my information. I would sync them up and they would literally have the car. We even have a grocery delivery service. And this was even before shipped because we'd had doctors that would come in that would not want to go get groceries or anything like that. <laughs> so we would actually go and buy all the groceries for the doctor, put them in the um, in the uh, you know refrigerator, and then we have charged them a, a specific stipend amount. And these physicians were working um, you know long hours, fifteen hours a day, uh, four days a week, and just didn't want to go buy groceries. So we would literally handle that stuff. We still do that stuff you know to this day: the cars, the grocery delivery service. Um, and when you have that conversation with recruiters, and you're able to like talk to them about those things, you're like, holy crap! I never even knew companies do things like this. And right. there's not there's not very many companies that do right. things like this. And I think that's where that. Um, you know, they would just talk to me and finally realize like, wow, this guy actually has a legitimate business and it's not just catered um, specifically for the nurses. They're, he's doing everything to make their lives easier, which again goes back to the recruiter, uh, Katie, which you talked about a second ago. And the more problems you're able to solve, the bigger your business is going to get. I mean, look at Amazon and Apple and all these companies. They solve the billion problems, right? And that's yes. why they're so big. Um, so uh, if you think about it like that, that's the way that you're going to be able to grow your business. You're going to be successful as you're, the more problems you solve, the more opportunities you're going to get. And I, I would uh, carry that forward. And, you know, for our property owners that maybe don't have a car that they can rent out, it's also little things, right? Like you said, the groceries, it's mm -hmm. um, blackout curtains, blackout curtains, right? It's good sheets. It's good towels. Mm -hmm. Like it's solving these little problems. It's making sure maybe you keep an extra phone charger, right? Something as simple mm -hmm. as that for a traveler can go a really long way because we all know what it's like to travel and to go through those hard 
you know, travel days are long and hard. And if you're a working medical professional, those days are long and hard and anything that you can do to solve any problems, even if the problem is that I don't have any wine, (laughs) you know, that's a problem. That is a problem and you are solving it. So I think that just getting in that mentality, um, moves the needle in a really, really big way. So, all right, I'm going to shift gears a little bit here on you, Jesse, and I want to um, talk about your property management company a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, So if someone gets into the midterm rental space um, and property management, I think is something that is very intimidating for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. Um, Tell us a little bit about your property management service, what you provide, how much it costs, um, how they should reach out to you. I want to give you a little bit of a platform here because I have a gut feeling that, yes, you serve the travelers with solving these problems, but you also serve um, other property owners. Right. Definitely. Yeah, no, I do. Um, So I I charge 25 percent, 25 to 30 percent, depending on where the property is at. Um, I don't do midterm rentals, though. So this is only for strictly, uh, Katie, for short-term rentals. Um, because, like I was talking to you guys a second ago, I, I, I dive deep into connecting with recruiters, and that doesn't happen overnight. It takes a ton of time. Right. Um, so I help people um, you know, get, get a space, that, whether that's purchasing a place. I run data analytics to make sure that property is going to earn enough money for them to, for it to make sense, um, whether, whatever market they're in. And then I will run metrics to show them how much it would cost with property management and how much they'll make as a short-term rental um, right. or a midterm rental, either one. Um, so that's basically how it works. A lot of times people are scared. They don't know how much they're going to make. They don't know how to run the numbers. And I think that's where I kind of come in. I say, hey, look, this is where you're going to be spending 100 k for this property. You know, you're going to get a, a 10% cash on cash return rate. If you right. were to manage this yourself, you'd make 22%. So there's a big change there, but it doesn't make sense for you. Um, So I try to help people kind of understand uh, how to dive into that and how to look at the numbers um, and ultimately to make a good business decision when buying a property um, and then managing it for them. So we'll take on, um, we handle the, all the guest communication. We'll handle if there's like a sprinkler bus or, you know, plumbing issue, we take care of that. Um, And then we'll just invoice the owner later on. Um, We take care of all the uh, shampoo, conditioner, all the consumables that a property will need. And that's part of the 25 to 30% that is, that's, that's involved in there. So we literally handle everything and the owners just are passive in the sense that we just send them a check at the end of the month and that is it. So it sounds, uh, sounds easy, but there's a lot of work to it. A lot of sure. work. Yes. Definitely. So tell me more, a little bit more about these analytics. What analytics do you help potential investors utilize? Um, and what have you learned about where to gather reliable data and um, how, to, how, to, how to put the pieces of that puzzle together? Yeah, so there's a company called AirDNA, and I'm sure most of you guys have heard about this. It's a platform to look and see how much you can earn potentially for a property, and I, think, I believe it's free. Oh. Um, so you just type in an address, and it'll tell you how much your property can earn per year. Um, and there's another company. This is the one that I use specifically. It's called Mashvisor, um, M-A-S-H-V-I-S-O-R.com, um, and that's quite expensive. It's about $250 a month. But what it does is it allows me to see every single short-term or midterm rental property and how much they're making on Airbnb, VRBO, mm-hmm. Booking.com. So, and for those of you that are listening right now, with midterm rentals and short-term rentals, we base everything on comps. So if I have a three-bedroom, two-bath, central to downtown, um, I can look at other properties and see what they've made over the last year. And I know like pretty darn close that if I pick up a 3-2 mid-century style, that it will make X amount of money just the same as what my neighbor would make. And that's the beauty of short-term and midterm renting is that it's a comp, just like with real estate. We can know that there's a place in proximity that's same and similar that will bring us the same yield. So that's what I love about it. I'm able to go back a year, look at the data from the last year, um, really kind of dive into what the property looks like. If it has a similar stature, um, you know, all those things. And again, those numbers are actually true. The numbers are the reflective of what's actually happening on on a real time basis, where a lot of times we're just guesstimating what's happening. Um, so for me, that really just kind of uh, puts my mind a little bit more at ease. And also, when I'm talking to these investors, it puts their minds at ease because we're finding multiple comps to show them like, hey, this is what you could be earning if you make the place a boho style or you make it a mid-term, mid-term, uh, mid-term uh, mid-term, uh, you know, a uh, mid-century 
I'm getting my mid <laughs> up there, um, that you're going to make X amount of money. So it really right. just puts perspective for, for them. So that, that's, those are the tools that I use. And we have our own metric that we I put together too on Excel that kind of really breaks things down on top of that already. A, a fun new note about MashVisor is we just went live with this. I want to say last week, but now on MashVisor, mm -hmm. if you put in an address, there's a little box that'll show up and it'll show you some data on what you could get with a midterm rental strategy using a lot of the data from Furnished Finder. So um, we've partnered with them to integrate that. It's super, super exciting because um, mm -hmm. data in, is an investor's best friend. Totally. It's, it's yeah. Really, it's, it's, it's cool to see. I've been toying with it, you know, and it's, it's really interesting because you can see long-term potential, short-term potential, and then you can see this nice little midterm market potential. So definitely check it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, and I love Masterizer. And I just, I actually had a student, Katie, that told me that that was on there already. And Brian had mentioned that to me offline, like, you know, a few months, you know, three right. or four months ago that it was working on it. I didn't want to talk about it. But then I, the student was like, hey, there's uh, furniture finders on there. And I was like, no, it's not. That day I looked, it literally came up that day. It was probably a couple of weeks ago when I first, first right. came on the market. So yeah, it's super cool. And not only that, Katie, but I was telling Brian this. Um, I don't think he realizes how big Furnish Finder, I mean, he realizes how big it is, but in the investor world, like when I go to these meetups and stuff, people are talking about midterm rentals all the time. It's like the right. new shiny object. Um, <laughs> and I think that he's onto something when it comes to that. And, I'm, I'm, and you're in the marketing department, so I'm, 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 I'm excited to see what you guys kind of curate because there's so much, I feel there's so much opportunity in the space that you guys are in right now. It's, right. it's like astronomical. Well, you know there's I mean? such a shift in COVID, right? Like COVID definitely increased to traveling uh, medical professionals. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But it also was like a little bit of a cultural shift for everyone. And now it's, I mean, we can work remote and if we want to go visit family for two months somewhere, like go, right. Mm, if right. you want to just, <laughs> exactly. escape, if you want to escape the cold winter, go escape the cold winter. Like it COVID removed a lot of those lifestyle barriers for a lot of us. And now we have a booming group of digital nomads, right? We have mm -hmm. families who, I mean, I have young kids and we have, I, I have family friends who are taking their kids and they're going to go live somewhere for two months for the summer because for no other reason than they can. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, yeah. mom and dad are working remote, remote. anyway. Right. Yeah. They're working remote anyway. So why not? So it's, it's it's this lifestyle shift that I I genuinely believe that um, there's so much potential there, you know, on the traveler side from a lifestyle and an experience, but also on the investor side from making sure that you're putting yourself in that pond, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me give you a quick some quick information that just came over from Airbnb. So Airbnb over the last year, the midterm rental space has grown by twenty two percent and. Uh, actually, 29% of the revenue that Airbnb's had over the last several quarters, um, I don't remember the exact amount, but it was like $30 billion has come from uh, 28 days or more. Yeah. So if that puts you guys in perspective, it's the fastest emerging market yeah. right now of its of its time. So, And not only that, you guys, but like, you know how those commercial and, and residential, those are asset classes, right? Short-term right. rentals are becoming their own asset class. Mid-term rentals are going to become their own asset right. class. So those of you that are listening to this right now, you're getting into a market that's emerging. These are like right. hedge funds are getting into this. There's large, um, you know, banks that are getting involved with mid-term rentals. There's actually REIT companies now that are putting their properties, buying them, and then putting them on Furnished Finder. They're not even renting to right. traditional people anymore. They're renting right. to nurses and travelers. So if you guys see this shift happening, like that's where the opportunity lies because not everybody's involved in it yet. And if you get into it now, you have the right frame of mind. You're focused on the future. You can build a really solid uh, business by just, you know, buying yeah. properties or even renting, arbitraging properties to, to make those, to, you know, for traveler professionals. So right now is the time. Like, it's not too late to get in. Like, it's right now is, you know, in baseball terms, you know, I feel like, you know, Airbnb is like in the third inning, you know, when it comes to it's been around for quite some time. Yeah. But short term rentals, like we're barely just I mean, midterm rentals, we're barely just chalking the field up. Like we're barely right. just getting out there. I feel like a lot of a lot of a lot of owners and investors are just now realizing that it is it is a thing, and the benefits yeah. of it. Right? I mean, you mentioned that the, the work that goes into owning a short term rental, and they are fantastic. Like, don't get me wrong, I love going on vacation and renting mm -hmm. a house for a week. But I also know that on the flip side of that, like you know, 
there's a reason that management companies exist is because it's, it's a lot of work and there can be a lot of wear Tons. and tear on, on your space. I mean, we own a property that we rent out long-term and sometimes I'm like, man, I wish I could like go get eyes on the property more than once a year and like make sure it's not <laughs> destroyed. Like, you know, there's still this sense of freedom that like, if you want to use the property, you can get to, you don't have people who are coming in and vacationing hard. And, mm-hmm. and there, there's this kind of sense of balance that is, is, um, I think, I mean, it's, it's going to grow. You are absolutely right that, that people, companies, professionals are realizing it and it is about, it's just going to explode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hedge funds are buying millions, billions of dollars worth of property to yep. midterm rent. I mean, yep. if they're, when you start seeing the investor capitalists do something like that early in the game, like that's when you know that there's opportunity. Right. When you start seeing that happen, that's happening now. So, yeah. Well, let's take this opportunity. Let's get real and have a little mini masterclass. Uh, so <laughs> I already said I've got properties in the Austin area, really North Austin, all the way up to Belton. So let's take my two Georgetown, Texas properties. Uh, it's a one of them's a two-two, one of them's a three-two and a half, and we've got St. David's Georgetown, uh, which I did some quick checking. I believe it's a level four trauma center. Because uh, I on your podcast, I think you emphasize, you know, know, know what level it is because you might get more traveling uh, professionals based off the level. And then we've got a couple uh, level two trauma centers within, you know, 15 to 20 minutes as well. So I'd say probably four hospitals within Georgetown uh, area that would be uh, a right fit for our houses. So you said connect with recruiters, connect with housing specialists. Uh, so what's my first mm-hmm. step? What, how should I do that? Yeah, so I'm glad you brought up the level hospitals. So first, I would do what you just did. You look at the level hospitals. Typically, level one and two level hospitals have higher bed count. They have an ICU to, uh, there's a nurse to patient ratio, which is normally one to two. Um, those bigger hospitals tend to have more travelers coming in. Um, level three and level four hospitals are more of like rural hospitals or they're, they're mm-hmm. basically where people go. Um, and they're transferred over to a level two or level one that has a higher higher acuity of care. Um, not that you can't get, you know, clinicians from those markets because you definitely can. Um, but the one and two just have potential and possibility because, again, they're so large. Um, so that's the first thing I'll do. You did that right. The second thing I'll do is go on Furnish Finder and look at the amount of properties and the amount of people that have been searching in your market. And there's and I'm sure, Katie, you probably uh, know this exactly this exact thing. So landlords can go to Furnish Finder, type in their address, and it'll actually show. Uh, how much properties uh, are in that market, how many searches there are in the last six months in the last year. So that's going to give you perspective on, you know, like in my market, in Modesto, there's only 13 midterm rental whole houses. And there was 26,000 people that searched in my market last year. So like, if you think about that, that's freaking insane. The supply and demand issue, supply and demand, like how, how, how bad is this area starving right now for property? Like mm-hmm. it's insane. So you guys can all go out and furnish finder today, look that information up. Um, and the second thing I'll do is just start looking at all the clinicians that are coming into your market, searching for your property. There's a spot on there that says unmatched leads. You want to make sure you have that selected. I sound like a furnish finder rep right now, by the way, you guys. Um, so, <laughs> well, we so can you send you a t-shirt un- if you'd like a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? You guys are just going to have to hire me now to, to work for furnish finder. There we go. Um, but anyway, <laughs> you click on unmatched leads and it's going to show you everybody that's been searching for a property in your market over the last month or two. And Katie, you might have a little bit more insight on that. Um, so that I just, we'll just have, um, we'll start calling those clinicians and seeing if they found this place to live, um, who their recruiters are, what agencies are working for, how, how long they're traveling for, if they're coming in groups, we're finding out if they're traveling alone, uh, what kind of difficulties they've had. So that's where you start really understanding your market. And once you get that information of the recruiter, you just call the recruiter and say, hey, my name is Jesse. I am, you know, I work in, I worked in healthcare or whatever it is that you do. And my job is to uh, help recruiters just like yourself, you know, have their, their, your job be easier. So here's the properties we have. Let me know when you have a clinician coming in. This is a video walkthrough that I can send you that you can send the, the potential guest. You guys do contracts. Those are the first kind of steps of communication that you want to, you know, lay out so that you can talk to the right people um, to kind of build your business the right way. Um, and that's, that's, that's where it all starts, you know, just by those conversations. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can just call your hospital, the local hospital, ask for the HR department in this, ask them what agencies they're connected to, who, who's a recruiter that the hospital's connected with. Cause typically what happens is a hospital will have, um, 
you know, say in med tele, they are low with uh, clinicians or in the ICU department. They'll reach out to these recruiters weeks or days or months ahead of time and say, hey, we're going to need to have 10, 10 traveling nurses. Please go out and find them. So then that agency, that recruiter will specifically shoot out a message on Indeed or on Monster and try to find all these people. Um, and guess what? I have access to them now. So I have the, the ability to make their lives easier. So um, that's what I want everybody listening right now or watching to kind of think about uh, that, you know, there's a different option. It's harder. It takes more time. Uh, Furnish Finder is pretty easy to have somebody just literally go to you, book your house. This this way is just a, a better way to build a sustainability and build business if that's what you want to do. Build your build your portfolio. Because mm-hmm. then it goes back to relationships. You know, it goes back to that. And I'm not trying to take away from Furnish Finder at all because I think you guys are great and it's a platform. Um, but again, the nurses are. There's a, a specific amount of money that they want to spend, and sometimes properties just don't line up with that. Um, so I do things different again on, on that end and it's, it's, and there's nothing wrong with either way. I actually still get, you know, nurses that book my place directly off furniture finder all the time. That was, that was my, that was my question there. And, and let me just add to that. You said, you know, one of the reasons on furnished finder that we, you travelers will never book on furnished finder, right? That is a True. key difference between us and Airbnb, VRBO, right? You, there's not a click now button. It's because what we want mm-hmm. to encourage is those direct connections, right? Um, so that travelers and property owners can get exactly what they need, right? And they can make it work for them and that that we don't stand in the way there. So it's about connections. It's about relationships. However that works, like you said, and everyone, everyone gets the, the best result out of it is like, it's, it's exactly our goal, right? right. Um, connections, relationships, um, and helping these medical professionals, you know, it all started by trying to get them the best housing possible. Now it's expanded to a lot of different audiences, but um, it's all, it's all about making the best match. And that that's not always an A to B transaction, right? A lot of times it is, mm-hmm. but there are other right. options. Um, but my follow-up question to that, like you mentioned at the end there, was how often do you have just direct bookings, if you will, right? People, nurses, travelers that contact you and and beyond the the recruiter relationships that you're like, yep, yeah, this is a fit. Let's move forward. Katie, all the time. You know, all the time. We, yeah. well, I have uh, guests. So like I was mentioning before, like my properties are a little bit bigger. So I, I'm, I'm even niching it down even more. So I want the travelers that are coming with their pets that are coming mm-hmm. with, you know, their husband, wife or coming a group of residents or coming. Oh, there's a lot of travelers now that are coming. Um, they're traveling. They're millennials. They're, you know, they're, they're 20 to in their 30s, 20 to 30. And they're coming with groups. They go work their butts off for three months and then go to Hawaii for a month and then go to Bali for a month and then come back and do the same thing again. Right. Uh, you know, grind again in the groups. And that's what I go after. Those are the, the people that I go after because I have properties a little bit bigger. Um, I can make a little bit more money doing that. Um, and it's, it, it just fits for those specific types of people. So, um, yeah, I still book to, to people all the time on, on Furnish Finder directly. And again, with Furnish Finder, you guys, you're not paying the service fees that you'd pay through Verbo, which is 13%. Airbnb charges three to 13% too. So you're already cutting out a huge yep. amount for the, the guests coming in and you're saving money for yourself. So it's a win-win situation because you're not having to pay those fees. And then you're not having to obviously take those from your earnings. Absolutely. Plus, a lot of times you can avoid tours of tax. Yeah, exactly. Just such a exactly. Huge in some areas. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I want to circle back to uh, you mentioned Turo earlier. And so I'm just going to take a quick mm-hmm. moment to highlight another fun episode on the Big Break show is when they interview the Turo uh, CEO. And it's a really good episode and it will probably motivate you to go out and buy a rental car. So uh, do you remember <laughs> which episode number that one is? Leo, no, I don't remember which which episode that okay. was with Leo okay. on there, but um, yeah, it, that that was a that was a good episode. It'll be easy to find, I'm sure. Just search keyword Turo. So let's let's wrap up uh, our podcast by you've already sure. highlighted um, a couple things that Furnish Finder uh, is really allowed you to utilize uh, to thrive uh, in connecting with medical professionals. So is there any last bits of information that uh, landlords that use Furnish Finder that are listening that you want to tell them of, hey, if you're not using this feature, then you need to start using it today. Is there anything like that that you want to re-highlight yeah. or new items? 
Yeah, um, I would suggest that everybody, you know, the, just a ring doorbell camera, uh, a Nest thermostat. Um, we have systems in all of our properties. It's called NoiseAware, and, and nurses are great. Mm -hmm. Nurses don't party or do any crazy stuff like that. So NoiseAware will just tell you if there's like loud noises happening, especially if you have like a duplex or a triplex, or you're in an apartment complex, um, so that you can know if there's any issues going on there. Um, but simple things like blackout curtains, which Katie, we talked about a second ago, uh, noise machines. I get nurses asking for box fans all the time. All the things that they're typically used to at home, like you just want to make sure those things are available for them wherever they're arriving. We have sandals. We have, um, we have uh, like little foot booties that, that they can wear. We have, um, what else do we have? Robes. So we pretty much, and blackout curtains, those are super important because a lot of nurses work the 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Mm -hmm. shift and they're sleeping during the day. Uh, which is why the noise machines, the white noise machines and all these, you know, the box fans, all those things are really important for them to have. Um, so just small things like that, I feel like really go a long way if you're getting started. Not only that, but don't be don't be overly nervous about getting into this space. I think there's a lot of opportunity for it. Um, you know, you can make more money than long term renting. And not only that, but the, again, these these nurses are not uh, they're not going to thrash the house, just like Katie was talking about. It's not like that where you get to go in there after three months, the property is going to be you know, pretty close to what it, what it is right. when you rented it out and it's cleaned every, you know, it's issues are taken care of right away. So you're not having like a leaky faucet for a year that all of a sudden turns mm -hmm. into mold when you get it back. Um, so all those things are taken care of, but I would just really emphasize on, you know, get started. If you're ready, if you're thinking about it, you're on the fence, just, just try it. Um, I mean, what's the worst that can happen? It doesn't work out. Then you just go back to long-term from long-term right. renting. So yeah, my, my, my suggestion would be, you know, if you're on the fence and you're listening to this podcast for kind of uh, encouragement, just get started. Just get going. Put your place up on Furnish Finder. Take professional photos. Don't just use your iPhone camera, which a lot of people do. And add style to your property. Um, one of the things I noticed about Furnish Finder is a lot of people have like grandma's house. They look like it looks like grandma's house. It's like this old, outdated right. furniture. It's like this like it doesn't look clean. It's almost like the house was inherited and they decided to put it on there uh, onto Furnish Finder. Like you have to be able to adapt, especially as this market is changing. You want to have a property that's going to keep up with the Airbnb properties and you're going to be able to be that one person that, you know, that one property that's going to stick out out of the 13 or 20 or 30. Like you want to be that one property. Right. Um, so that's, that's my suggestion to anybody listening right now. Pinterest can be your best friend. <laughs> 100%. This background right here, guys, is a Pinterest background. I just literally copied it and did the exact same thing. So, yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was so good to talk to you, Jesse. Um, do you want to just give all the listeners um, one last note as far as your podcast, your business name, where they can find you and learn more? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that information. So um, you can find me on Instagram at AirVenture Hosting Co. Um, or you can go on YouTube and I'll have a bunch of videos on YouTube about how to get in the midterm rental space. And that's Jesse at uh, it's Jesse Vasquez slash AirVenture. But if you guys go to my Instagram, there's a link tree site there and it'll take you to everything that I have going on. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about this space. I get really pumped about it because I feel like there's so many people that can be helped that can learn and generate more income and have a place that's taken care of and help the, the, the community having nurses coming in. So this is a, a space that I just absolutely love. And I appreciate you guys for allowing me to be on this platform and have this conversation with you. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Everybody have a good, have a good week.